Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Thursday Morning Envy Pro Call. Today is November 18th, and I'd like to welcome those of you that are here live, as well as those of you listening to this via recording, which, of course, you can do by subscribing to Motor Vitality and, um, and listening to years and years and years worth of archives on the website or, or whatever podcast application you use. Um, so uh, um, I am curious if anybody uses Spotify to listen to our podcast, by the way. I think I mentioned that last week. Um, they, uh, I went and looked at the podcast application we use, and it says it's Spotify compatible, but um, somebody told me they couldn't find the podcast on Spotify. So if you use Spotify to listen to this, I'd love to hear from you. Um, that'd be great. Just say thumbs up or yes, Spotify, use that. Um, anyway, I uh, want to start to call off the way I do pretty much every week. Um, actually, before I do that, let me just remind everybody that, of course, there will be no call next Thursday. You're more than welcome to log on and use the conference call number. If there's, you, you guys can call if you really want to and talk amongst yourselves, but I suspect that Jen, Corey, and I will, will not be on the call. Um, Jen, you might be. I can't really speak for you. I will not be. Um, I, will, I will be uh, having enjoying Thanksgiving with family. So, um, so no, no call next week. We will resume the following week, of course. Um, so, with that, uh, was there anything anybody learned this last week that you wish you had known before? Anything that happened that is worthy of sharing with other professionals across the country, or anything? Any questions I can answer for you? or we can answer for you cumulatively, all of us together. One big cumulative group answer. Anything? Okay, well, you take a breath. Um, <laughs> uh, I do, I do. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, Jim. So um, I, I always check out all the Facebook groups that I belong to and I'm surprised they're getting work done. But anyways, um, there is a Facebook group. I think it's like um, well drillers or question and answers on your well or something like that. And something, and this is, it's an open group, so anybody can post anything on there. And what I'm starting to see a lot of is people are saying, I moved from municipal water to well water, and I've never had a well, and I don't know what's in my water, and I'm concerned, but I can't get anybody to come out and test my water. And um, I, I just ran into this last night, so I post on the water treatment pros, anybody in this area, um, got two or three people that had said, yes, I'm in the area and exchanged information. But, um, you know, that is a market, especially right now. I mean, I, I just started selling my mom's house. I literally had somebody walk in off the street yesterday and within 10 minutes, I bought the house. <laughs> So um, the market, houses are still selling. They really are. Get to know all those houses that are for sale. And then when somebody moves in, then make sure you're talking to them. We, whether it's knock on their door or it's send them a personal letter, let them know, hey, um, I can explain your water to you and current water treatment or if you're interested in, in learning about options. It's just, it's an opportunity out there that is, it's not going away anytime soon. So, um, you know, just a suggestion. 
Many realtors um, have, and sometimes you have to pay for it. Uh, you have to be, you know, part of. You have to kind of pay them, pay the brokerage or pay the realtor or whatever. But um, many realtors have a preferred vendor list. So when they sell the house, um, they hand a packet to the to the buyers. And I actually had a really some real good success when I was in sales with this, where where I, I was on a couple preferred vendor lists, and what I advertised was a free water test and system explanation. So, um, and that was and that was something. Now I got quite a few calls from that, and sometimes not the immediate sales, although a couple of ROs here and there. But typically, when somebody just bought the house, the equipment is, you know, it's probably working because it was inspected or whatever. Um, but maybe it was old equipment. Maybe it wasn't working. Maybe it, maybe um, it, uh, you know, could be improved. And they knew that buying the house. Maybe, maybe that's something they talked about. But, but to your point, Jen, somebody, especially if they're a first-time homeowner, these people, they have no idea what that stuff is down in their basement. They have no idea how it works, what it does, they you know, what the maintenance is or any of that. So so to get an opportunity to go in there and to your point adopt them. Now maybe it's not going to be an immediate sale right then and there, but it, but what better way to build your referral base, you know, to to build your long-term career um and to build that relationship with the realtor, to be able to offer that that benefit to a realtor as well. So, so yeah, excellent, excellent point. Anything else? Can I, yeah, can I make one more added point of to course. that? Um, yeah. I know often um, I've been with companies that I, I didn't agree with this when I first saw it. I've been with companies that they walk in and they're there to see, um, to change a faucet. And this was, this was a plumbing company. They're there to change the, the faucet. And they have literally a sheet of stickers, and every yeah. sticker has a plate, furnace, hot water tank, and uh -huh. they just plaster like a, a four-year-old with a sheet of stickers. And um, I don't recommend that you do that on equipment that's not yours, because I was talking to the realtor last night, and he was telling me he just bought a system, asked me if it was worth it, happened to be a client that we worked with quite a few years ago, and and I told him it was worth what he paid for it. Um, but uh, he says, yeah, I've, I've been in homes where somebody has put their sticker on a, a softener and the softener doesn't work and it's kind of a piece of junk. And then people look at it as that company's not any good. I'm not going to buy them because mm -hmm. their softener's a piece of junk. <laughs> so um, kind of uh, watch out for that. Yeah. Yeah, really. That's very. Yeah, I think I've that always annoyed me too. Putting stickers on or near the equipment downstairs, I think that's good, right? You know, for service, call this. But, but yeah, if it's not your equipment, I wouldn't put stickers on it. That's, uh, um, I don't know. That's I, I know who you're talking about, and I never really agreed with that either, Jim. <laughs> um, any, anybody else? Thank you, Jim. That's uh, excellent comments. And to that point, just a reminder, join as many of those groups, expand your bubble, get out there and learn what other people are saying, you know, what they're, what they're talking about, you know, expand your bubble. Um, all right. Anything else? So let's, let's talk, 
I'm glad to have a little extra time today to talk about our, our topic, um, which is using a consumer confidence report in the home as a, as a sales tool, basically. So I'm, I'm sure that, that just about everybody on the call today has, um, you are aware of what a consumer confidence report is. If not, briefly, this is something that's part of the Safe Drinking Water Act. It's municipalities are required annually to make public, make available to the public a, a annual water report, water testing report, water quality report. Okay, most of these days, most of the days, almost every system is done online now. You can find yours on, on posted on the internet. Worst case scenario, if it's a smaller village or town, you might actually, you know, they'll print them up and have them at the water department um, or at the county building where where you would go, um, you know, there. They, but they have to make them available, and they're supposed to be available by July the following year of the, um, you know, July of the, of the following previous year. Um, on that water quality report, I, I hope that you guys have seen them, but if you haven't, it they usually there there are they all look the same basically regardless of where you you know sometimes they'll have a lot more information I was going through one with uh, with somebody the other day that was like 36 pages long and it was all all the way at the very 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 end that you found the um, the testing results and the things that were in the water there's um, there's some of them that are just really long some of them are just a page or two um, but they all, if you Google consumer confidence report template, you can almost always find a template that's available in PDF or Word form for wherever your city or state or or uh, area is. And it's really interesting to read the templates on how they, it, it explains why all of these things basically are formatted the same because the templates are all formatted the same. So somebody in an office who's required to do this thing, basically they it tells you step by step where to plug the information in. Many of the templates also give you more details on how to word the consumer confidence report in a way that it makes it, um, you know, really validates and praises the, the work the municipality done has done. A lot of them give a lot of great information about treatment methods that they're using for the water, um, the amount of money that they're putting into certain things um, to treat it, and and all of that. So um, and then and then there's always a list um, of contaminants that they're required to test for, um, and then sometimes some that they're not necessarily required to test for, but they do, that they do anyway because there's a public awareness of them. Um, and they'll always have those. They'll have the uh, the MCL or the um, the action level requirements listed on the on the report, and whether or not they've had a testing or a, um, a, a content violation. So, testing violation means they didn't test as many times as they were supposed to test, or a, um, you know, or another violation where they might be where they. Um, exceeded, you know, the allowable, the maximum allowable amount of the contaminant. Okay, so, but you have to be aware of those things. They're, they're very, 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 um, it's, it's very valuable. So my first question is, are 
before we, we kind of before I kind of give you some ideas on how to utilize this tool, um, my question is who on this call is using a consumer confidence report as part of their sales process? Who's are there anybody here using them? We we use EWG, the Environmental Work Group, and I don't know if that has the same information. I would think so. Not not quite. So EWG is is not um, that that's certainly a, a powerful resource. Um, you know EWG is becoming more and more and more popular, and that's that's good. Um, EWG is a little different because they're not put out directly by the um, you know by the the municipalities. So I'm I'm referring to more the document that is sanctioned and produced, published by the local municipality. Because I think we have to treat it a little bit differently than we do information that, say, comes from uh, from something like EWG. Um, but uh, um, anybody using their specific local consumer confidence reports? I always have it with me, but I can't say that I use it all that much every once in a while. Okay. Um, yes, yeah, same here. I have I have uh, mine for my local um, area, but I use it only to to tell them how it how it looks at the point of exit from the um, municipality, right. and that by the time it gets to their house, it may be a different story. Yeah, you know, actually, that's on a on a little sidebar. We mentioned this last week when um, one of our MV pros, somebody that um, I was working with with one of our clients, we had gone to a group of of municipal uh, water treatment experts and. Um, pr professionals, and that was something that even one of the um, plant operators had mentioned was, you know, they are all very proud of the work they do at the plant, but there's only so much you can do at the delivery system, you know, through the delivery system, so um, from there. But, um, okay, so I do know that there are some companies out there that use them. I have a couple suggestions uh, uh, regarding the consumer confidence reports, okay? Number one, if you have not seen your local consumer confidence report, you need to make it a priority to pull it up and read it because you are supposed to be an expert and you're supposed to know how, where the water's coming from, where it's at, and you're going to look like a not expert if somebody hands that thing to you and you are not familiar with what it says and, and where the water comes from and whether or not they, um, they have... Uh, treatment. You, there will be a time, the longer you do this, the more likely it is going to be that somebody is going to hand you one of these things and say, what's this all about? Explain this to me. And you need to know exactly what it is without having to peruse it. Well, it looks like it might be such and so on, you know, so and so forth. And if you did that two years ago, odds are you're not looking at the most recent one which means that you should have the most recent consumer confidence report always there. They come, they're required to come out in July. So make sure that you have the most recent one because things do change. I can tell you there's, there, you know, if, um, you know, in, in, on Long Island where, where I've done some work with a client there, I can tell you that the consumer confidence reports from three years ago are quite a bit different than the ones currently because they became most of the municipalities, the media had a big had a lot to do with it, um, made people aware of contaminants like PFOS and 
1,4-Dioxane, which means that they have, for the last three or four years, been taking tremendous amounts of funds and putting it into addressing those, those items. So, um, you know, if you're still using a four-year-old consumer confidence report or even a two-year-old consumer confidence report on one of those, in many cases, they may be significantly different. And, and so if we're, you're using old information, it's hurting your credibility as well. Okay, so my first suggestion with these is if you're not familiar with them, get familiar with them. Look up the most recent one for your area, get to know it, study it, read it, know what they say. Okay, the second part of that is sometimes, look, we, we've talked a lot about this on this call. We cannot make an enemy. For, I mean, well, let me approach it this way. First off, it's against a code of ethics. If you are involved in this industry and part of the Water Quality Association, whether your company is a member or you yourself, especially if you yourself are certified, then you have agreed to abide by a code of ethics and a code of conduct. A code of conduct. It is against that code of ethics to use or to use scare tactics or fear tactics, you know, fear strategies uh, in any way, um, or to misrepresent what you are, um, you know, to misrepresent the, the municipality, your competitors, or or even yourself. Okay, so that's against the code of ethics. Um, that's not to say that there aren't some things that are concerning sometimes on a consumer confidence report, but we don't want to make an enemy of the municipalities. So have a strategy for when you are going in and talking about this. I, at the same meeting that um, Lily and I went to, we spoke to one of the people whose boss, the guy that was the head of um, that particular municipality, had had a water treatment company come out and give him a presentation where he proceeded to to show him the same consumer confidence report that this guy had helped work on and and to take it and just completely bash the municipality to talk about how horrible it was and and you know how it was going to cause cancer and it was going to you know it was the reason for the high cancer rates on Long Island and just all of this stuff and and the guy was was um somewhat disgusted by it and I, I, I want to appeal to you to not use it that way because that does tremendous harm to our industry and to our customers, frankly. I mean, if you, you, know, if, if you have somebody that, that thinks that that's the way we are bringing our products to market, that, that everybody is bringing our products to market that way, then that does harm to all of us. It was interesting. I was talking to um, one of the other salespeople in preparation for this call yesterday, and she said to me, and she goes, doesn't do harm to me. I, I like it because I never lose to the people who do that. And I said, that's true. I mean, it is true when, when you go, you know, when you're presenting yourself as a professional and respectful to the municipalities, we can take, you know, you recognize the tremendous difficult tasks they have in supplying potable water that meets the meets or exceeds the minimum drinking water requirements. Um, that look, that's a that's a tough thing to do. When you respect what they're what they're doing and how hard they want to do it, how bad they want to succeed at that, and you know, and the fact that they can do it, you respect that and approach it, um, you know, with respect. Then. Uh, um, you know, to your customers, and you acknowledge, though, that there are delivery systems and that we can take good water and make it great, and, you know, you acknowledge all of that stuff, 
that method compared to somebody who comes in and spends two two and a half hours doing a magic show full of fear, 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 um, almost always the reasonable, respectful approach is going to win. Unfortunately, fear sells. And I was telling this salesperson that that um, you know there are times that you lose an opportunity because that that presentation full of fear you know circled around you know using a an MCL that points out these big scary words that say they may you know on occasion found trace elements of chromium six or of you know um, perchlorates or or you know or, or something like that arsenic you know and they the people don't really understand MCLs and in you know or, or uh, I mean, you should be able to explain MCL and MCLG and secondary and, and those types of things, you know, and know what those emerging contaminants are, the PFAS, explain them to people. But when, to the average person, if they're seeing these big scary words and it looks like they have any in there at all, that, that you know, fear does sell. People buy on fear. They buy based on fear. They'll do that sometimes. So, so I think in many cases we we might lose an opportunity to better serve our customers because they buy on the fear. You know, especially if it's a two and a half hour long presentation and they say, man, I, I don't want to sit through that again. We, we, we know we need something. We might as well just get it. So I know that, I know that there are, that's an effective sales strategy. Um, it does work. I personally think it violates the code of ethics. Um, and I think in the long run, it hurts our entire industry. Thoughts on, on that part of it or comments on that? I think that if you are up against somebody who is using that consumer confidence report in that manner, by the way, it becomes all the more important for you to be aware of what is there, of what it says, so that you can, if not, if not contradict, um, at least, explain in a less um, fear-based method. Do, do you guys agree or, or no? I'm, I'm definitely open to other opinions on this. So, Kelly, I have a question. Sure. How do you um, address when you're talking to one of these companies that sell on, um, on emotions? Is, you know, everybody buys on emotion. And then, you know, they start talking about how, well, here's the facts. The facts are right here. And I just want to make sure that my my customers understand that, you know, the water they're drinking isn't good and that they have to, you know, um, and I'm just making sure that they're safe. How do you respond to that? Because I think I think the people that are saying that truly believe that they're, well, you know, I have to let them know what's wrong, you know, and, and let them know that it's unsafe. How how do you respond yeah. to something? Yeah, that goes back to, I, I really believe that most of the people who are out there doing the stuff that you and I would look at and say, oh, that's unscrupulous, you can't do that. I don't think that it's malicious in most cases. I, I, I really don't. To your point, I think that even some of them believe that they have a responsibility to approach it that way. Um, and that's, so what I would say is, yeah, I think it is good for us to educate and to bring them out there. I think though that there is a line between educating 
um, and, and, and embellishing. Okay, so when you take chlorine, look, chlorine is a byproduct of chlorine is trihalomethanes. Okay, chlorine is, it, it is a poisonous gas. It does help dry out the skin. It's, it is probably not good for you to, to bathe and shower in. Okay, um, there is, there are enough pieces of evidence out there to demonstrate that, that enough objective media and, and science and everything else that you don't need to rub your fingers on the bottom of your shoe or drop an apple in to, you know, to, or drop your fingers into a, a thing of chlorine um, to, you know, to, which basically misrepresents what's happening. You know, you, st you stick your fingers in the chlorine, chlorine's a gas. It doesn't take much for it to leave the water, especially when you disturb the water. You know, so much more of that is, is exiting and into the air than it is into your fingers. So, um, you know, there, there's little, you have to be aware. I, but you know what the thing is, Jen, most of the people that are out there doing that, they never learned anything or they're not really willing to learn anything beyond what they were taught. And the person that taught them was never willing to learn anything beyond what they were taught. And so it ends up the same people, um, you know, saying the same things and using the same sales strategies. And, and unfortunately, sometimes the, the more it gets dumbed down, you know, maybe the, the first person who was doing it was not malicious, but then it, it got passed on to people who, who are less concerned about misrepresentation. So I think the answer for us is to combat it by with our own professionalism. We're not going to be able to fix every competitor and get them to stop it out there. What we can do is build a reputation for ourselves to make sure that we look. We eventually those people are going to get burned because I, I can tell you the more you do it, I, Jen, you and I have heard we've said this for years. If you don't say it in front, if if you won't say it in front of a Dateline camera crew, don't say it. Right, that's something good rule of thumb. Right, so my question when it comes to consumer confidence report, if you knew you were talking to somebody from the municipality, would you say it the same way? That's that would be the question that I would ask. Would you be willing to give the same presentation to somebody who worked at the municipality water treatment plant as you would to anybody else? If you would, great, I think you're doing okay. Okay. If you would change it up or reword it because um, you know that some of it borderlines, I think that's that's something that you should definitely consider. Would you agree? So yes and yes, and I have. And the last guy, he's like, okay, what can we do about PFOS? PFOS? And I'm like, oh. I said, so what do you do for a living? Okay. Because he really hadn't gone into it. Yeah. And so, but he was all gung ho about wanting to take care of the water. Mm hmm And, but yeah. yeah, I didn't say anything different because everything is within the EPA regulations. Yeah, I I think that the truth is, the more we go out there and bash the municipalities, the more... Um, and that's what a lot of people who are using the consumer confidence reports are doing. I think the more we go out there and do that, the more risk we take of, you know, next thing you know, we're all given a presentation in front of hidden cameras and, and there's going to be some, you know, problem solvers on 2020 or on Dateline or 
or you know the local you know you know the they always and I get, those are never favorable. They always do the fancy camera angles and the you know and look what we caught them saying next type stuff and they take it out of context sometimes and all of that. But I, I really I think that it's 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 good to be um, concerned about that happening. And I think the more we go out there and you know the people in the at the municipalities they have um you know they know people <laughs> they know people in the media they know people around they you know and they you know they could they could make those types of things happen you know they could i i i do think it's something we should always be aware of and not go in there we don't want to be the 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 bad guy on the on the dateline little exposé thing that they've done you know so so um to kind of summarize this um again in the last minute definitely know your consumer confidence report study it use it use it in a positive way though look how good they do considering the amount of people they are supplying water to they do a great job look at this look they they've all these things that they they monitor and test that makes my job a lot easier that means that i can go in and and finish the job a lot easier than i would have otherwise been able to do um on the last 30 seconds that we have here, um, next week is Thanksgiving, and I would be remiss if I did not sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, tell everybody, all of you that are on this call, um, live as well as uh, listening, recording, how thankful I am that you take your time, that uh, how honored, truly honored I am to be part of this group um, and to that you guys take your time to call in and to participate and, and listen to um, to these to these calls. Um, I, I really am grateful. I I would not I can't even imagine my life without without um, this and you guys in it. So um, Jen and Corey, I'm thankful tremendously for you as well as well as everybody else on the call. So thank you very much, everybody. Um, have a very safe holiday and. Uh, I will talk to you in two weeks, if not before. So thanks, everybody. Thanks. Thank you.